Well, if you if you notice in the foyer, we are getting prepared for VBS, Vacation Bible School, and um, you know we, we our goal was we had a certain goal, and we're not even near the goal for kids. So you know we pour everything. You know I love to I love to reach kids, and um, we have we do have kids that I don't recognize their names, so I can see that there is some outsider kids. But this is such an opportunity to get children to reach Christ, reach them with Christ, and it's going to be a week long fun. And And uh, uh, fun times um, from June 19th through the 23rd. And we're doing it in the evening from 6 to 8. So moms, dads, you know, you want to go out for dinner, you can drop your kid off. Hey, come on. I will watch them for two hours. You can go have dinner. And, um, or if you're, you know, you grandparents that you have kids, maybe they don't come to church here and they have grandkids. I mean, this is, we, we got to get them in this week because it starts next week and uh, there is limited spots now. So we, you know, you need to get him registered ASAP, but, um, I have a friend here that he's going to come out any minute now. He, he's going to show you what our theme is all about. <laughs> Cameron is walking on the moon and he's even he's doing the moon oh he's doing he did the moonwalk wait there's a step there Cameron can you breathe in there a little bit (laughs) Um, so it's awesome Um, it is going to be could you get our picture because we look really cute I like to put on could you get a picture Christina yes I'm hiring you right now jump up here get a picture I want to post this he's too cute up here um but um, so we're having, it's all about space and the, um, it's about shining Jesus's light in a dark world. Amen. And so the children are going to learn about shining Jesus light and it's all about space. You know, we just kind of learned that in the beginning in Genesis chapter one, how God created the heavens and the earth. And so we're going to kind of uh, talk about that a little bit. And um, so pastor and I, we have costumes too. If you've seen uh, Facebook, I did post his costume. He looked awesome. He's an astronaut. He's already been to the moon and back. He's got everything prepared for the kids. And, um, and so it's going to be so much fun, but here's, here's the clincher on Friday. We have an exceptional performance. I mean, I don't know if you understand how big of a, of a group this is coming. It's the Laughlin family and they are illusionists. And, um, if you were here last time, uh, you got to come, David did, he just by himself, he was here, but he's bringing his entire family. This entire platform is going to become a place of illusions. But the thing about it is that they bring Christ into it because who's the, who's the biggest illusionist is Satan. And so he, he deceives us. And so they, they really mix the gospel of Jesus Christ in with, with their illusions. A lot of kids raised their hands for uh, Jesus to get saved last year. It was phenomenal. So you don't want to miss it. So you need, you know, again, there, I don't, I didn't see any flyers back there, Greg, but, um, we, you know, we do have flyers. We can get you flyers so that you can have them pass them out to your family and friends. And it's just going to be a great time, but you do need to register the kids. It's $20 that covers a t-shirt snacks and the whole week of fun for you to go out for it's a 20. That's cheaper than a babysitter. $20 one time so you can go out for two hours for five nights. That's a deal, right? All right. Well, God bless you. Um, I think Mr. Astronaut here, Cameron Astronaut, has some more some more things to say. Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> first loud. announcement is we probably should have got me the adolescent size one. 
that's all right. They are, they're believing God with me to grow, apparently. But I wanted to, to tell you real quickly um, about our fundraiser that we had last week. Make some noise if you made it out to the fundraiser. Thank you, Pastor Mark, for getting in the gauntlet. I, I don't know how many kids just ran up and smacked that thing down when they missed, but praise God anyways. Um, but we brought in over $2,400 for kids to go to camp. And I just want to thank our, our leadership team here for helping to put this together. Thank you, our church, for giving and for believing in our youth. And once I said that, our spots filled up. So we are officially full, praise God. We have a full group of kids who are going to camp just in two weeks from now. So I just wanted to thank you all, and um, this is a part of my thanks, okay? <laughs> no. um, but that's going to be it for the announcements. So junior high, if you guys would make your way to the back. I'll meet you there as soon as I'm done cooking in this thing, but um, I'll make my way out. <laughs> good job, buddy. Good job. Good job. <laughs> He's awesome. And you all are awesome. You know, you guys, it's basically going to cost each kid about $10 to go. And, and, and it actually costs $250 per kid and things like that. But you guys have been so precious to, to give and to sow. And uh, it's, it's wonderful. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you always do. You're always so awesome. I, I want to add to uh, Pastor Pamela's announcement there. Friday night, even if you're not, uh, uh, you know, don't have kids or whatever, come. Friday night just to be here for uh, the Laughlin's uh, whole production. It's going to be an hour and a half. Uh, they are, uh, I mean, like I shared with you, the video that we're doing with Stellar, his kids are in the video. They're in the video. They're the ones. So all around, I mean, they're, they're nationally known. They go around, around the United States and around the world. Uh, and so we're blessed to have him come. Uh, he, he just came just by himself uh, last year. And, uh, and what a testimony to him. You know, we, we got to believe God with him because when he came here last year, right before he was on, getting on the plane, his little six-year-old daughter went into something happened and she ended up going, uh, Cameron dismissed you. I didn't have to dismiss you. Anyways, what happened is she ended up going into the hospital and being in the hospital for two weeks. And he still came. He still did. He still did our whole week-long VBS. And uh, so we are really looking forward to them coming. Of course, we're going to get to see his daughter who's alive and well. And uh, there was a very, there was, it didn't look like, you know, because we got to pray with him, believe God. So, uh, and, and uh, he did a great job just by himself. And I'm looking forward to seeing how good he's going to do uh, with, with all his whole family. So they do and, and uh, uh, very sought after. So you guys want to come for that. It'll just bless you, you know, uh, you know, it, it's really cool. Amen. Okay, I, I gave them some notes back there, and we were going to do that, but we're not doing that. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Angelica. I gave her five pages of type notes, really pretty, and the Holy Spirit said, we're going to do a different one. I told my wife, this one, she, oh, that's going to be really good. I said, well, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do that, but I'm, I'm working on it. So that it's, yeah, that's a sermon in progress, I guess. So let's pray. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you and love you. Oh, we love you so much. You are such a great God. You are such a wonderful, loving, heavenly Father. Lord Jesus, we magnify you. And, the, and Holy Spirit, we ask that you minister through me, ministering through Hallelujah, what you want to do. Glory to God, what you want to be said this morning. Touching the lives of each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Lord, I just thank you that you anoint these lips of clay. Because my heart is this morning, I want to reach and touch lives. I want everyone here, hallelujah, to receive truth that'll change them, that'll encourage them, hallelujah, that'll strengthen them, enable them to finish their course. But Father, it'll enable them to run with victory, run with joy, hallelujah. So Lord, I just thank you for that. So Holy Spirit, I just trust you this morning and I honor you for it. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen and amen, hallelujah, praise God, glory to God. Hey, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to get that sermon out of the way so it's not messed up here. Yeah, because the, the sermon that was going to be here was going to be, I am what I am. So you is what you is. And, uh, but I was going to share that one, but this one's not. This one here is actually called Throw Out the Anchors. It's called Throw Out the Anchors. And... Uh, because we were singing this morning, we were thinking about things, and the whole theme of the whole worship was, you know, God's going to make sure that we see us through. And how do you know that when you throw out the anchor, it holds your ship steady? A subtitle of this is, who's, 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 you know, who's driving your ship, or who's piloting your ship, or who's the captain of your ship, okay? Or basically, who's sailing your ship, all right? Hallelujah. So anyways, you need to know that you're the one that's supposed to be the captain of your ship. Hallelujah. Amen. And so an understanding some of the things, like, the reason I share this is because the Holy Spirit was just dealing with my heart when we were worshiping and praising the Lord. My wife's going to look at this worship. She's going to go, oh, you hated the song. You didn't even lift your hands. Of course, last time I lifted my hands, when you watch the video, all you see is my hands. I'm covering her face. Can't see her. You know, so it's like, I, you know, I wasn't you know, trying to, but no, the Spirit of God was just sharing some things about this and about some things that we need to do. But we need to have some anchors that we have that are non-negotiable, but some anchors that we need to grab a hold of. We all know these, but they're just something that God wants to bring to, uh, uh, bring things to us. Amen. Hallelujah. And I, and I want to read, I'm going to read uh, actually Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 16 uh, out of the New Living Translation because it actually helps out for what I'm sharing. He said this, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. That's my job is to equip you and to build you up so you stand strong. Amen. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then it says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. That's why we got to talk about who's you know, sailing your ship because there's a lot of things going out there. Then he said, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. 
He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Aren't you glad that each one of you has a special work? It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Amen? Now go with me, if you would, over to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Praise God. I'm just going to give you scriptures, and then we're going to give you, I think, of three or four anchors that you got to have, and three or four things that will just help you, hold you steady through all of the crazy. And my job is to give you these things. My job is to help you be equipped to know how to stand, so that you're not tossed about, blown about by every wind of doctrine and new teaching. How many know there's a lot of new things, a lot of crazy things going on, and that we get caught up in the new hype of things instead of staying focused on the things of God? Amen. You know, it might be really good to have cotton candy every once in a while, but man, if you have a steady diet of cotton candy, you're going to be in trouble. You're not going to feel good. Amen. I mean, sometimes there's things that you just got to say, you know what? I need some vegetables. And we don't like those, but sometimes we need those. All right. Here in in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13 through 20, and I'm going to read this out of the message. Bible, okay? So it, it, it'll be totally different than what your King James is or what your, even the New Living, but I like what he says in here about the message. He says, when God made his promise to Abraham, this is verse 13 of Hebrews 6, when God made his promise to Abraham, he backed it to the hilt, putting his own reputation on the line. He said, I promise that I'll bless you with everything I have. Bless and bless and bless. Abraham stuck it out and got everything that had been promised to him. When people make promises, they guarantee them by appeal to some authority above them so that if there is any questions that they'll make good on their promise, the authority will back them up. Well, when God wanted to guarantee his promise, he gave his word a rock solid guarantee. God can't break his word. And because his word can't ch- cannot change, the promise is likewise unchangeable. We who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. It is an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God where Jesus running on ahead of us has taken up his permanent post as high priest for us in the order of Melchizedek. Amen. Hallelujah. I like in in the King James when it says here, and I'm going to get my glasses out so I read it good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Stop that right there. Praise God. But he said this in verse 19. He said, which hope we have as an anchor of our soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that which is in the veil. Amen. Thank God we've got an anchor that holds us steady. And honestly, that's why I said this thing is about throwing out your anchors and about taking hold. See, God has bound himself to us and he's bound himself really to his word and he's connected to us. And there's some things that we got to have because one of the things that we need to have in this day and age is stability. Somebody has to have a sound mind. When everybody else is going crazy, somebody's got to have some sense. Amen? To be able to, to, to step out and to say, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to handle this, you know, in this. And so, you know, the very first anchor that we have to have in all of this, and the very first anchor that is for your whole life, is simply your simple faith in God. 
You're there in Hebrews 6. Go back to verse 1. It says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ. Amen. Let us go on unto perfection. Notice what he says. Not laying again our maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Look at the next little phrase. And of faith toward God. Of the doctrine of baptism and of laying on of hands and of the resurrection of of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. These are the six fundamental principles of the doctrines of Christ. We all need to have these in us. But do you notice he said after, you know, uh, the repentance. He said faith toward God. You know, many people have the faith of God, Mark eleven twenty three and 24, but very few have the faith toward God. When you have a faith toward God, you have like Job said, though God, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. No matter what's going on in my life, I'm going to hang on to God. I've got faith in God. I've got a salvation in him. I don't care what's going on. I ain't letting go of God. Your anchor is, I got faith in God. I got faith in his word. I got faith in what he said. So no matter what, my faith in God is the ultimate anchor. That's what holds me steady. More than anything else in my life, my faith and my salvation of knowing that I did what the word of God says and my life's been changed. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen? So you have to have that. That's the very foundation of everything because the Bible says without faith, we can't please him. Amen? And so we believe, hallelujah, what the scripture says. Amen? And I, and I wrote this down. You know, faith is, in God is our first anchor. But faith not only sustains us, but thrives in the fire. It really does. Believing and speaking the scriptures over our lives is how we activate our faith for ourselves. We continue to believe that what God said is true about us. Amen? Because faith is a substance. Your faith is a substance. It's a substance of the things you hope for. Hallelujah. It's something that you have, hallelujah, that nobody can take away from you. It's yours. No matter what anybody else says, doesn't matter. Say, my faith is working for me. Amen. Hallelujah. And my faith is in my mouth. And it's in my heart. Hallelujah. And I can get more faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Praise God. And I've got that same spirit of faith. I love to say that all the time. You say, I love saying I have the spirit of faith. Second Corinthians, you know, uh, chapter four, verse 13 says, but we having the same spirit of faith, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, they believed and therefore they spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak because faith doesn't do anything unless and faith toward God simply means I trust you. I have a faith in God no matter what. Now, thank God I take my faith of God to obtain things, but my faith in God is my salvation. My faith in God holds me steady. I know how to abound, like Paul said, and I know how to be abased. No matter what's going on around me, glory to God, I'm holding steady because my, my faith is anchored in the word of God. My faith is anchored in what he says. Hallelujah. And see, loving God and having faith in God means that you'll keep his commandments. Amen. Hallelujah. See, he told us to have faith in God, told us to have connection with him. Amen. (laughs) Here's the second big thing. Here's the second big thing, big anchor that's got to come. Listen, you got to know who you are and where you're seated. Know who you are and where you're seated, that you're seated at the right hand of the father. Know where you're at. Know who you are. When you got your faith in God and you're born again, know where you operate your life from as a position of authority at the right hand of the Father that everything God has given unto us, everything that Jesus did is ours. Amen? 
Hallelujah. Now I'm going to put a little plug for the, that sermon I'm going to preach sometime about I am what I am. Hallelujah. Because see, all through the Bible, the, Satan kept saying this. Satan says all through the Bible, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. I will exalt myself. I will do this. I will do this. You know, but Jesus all through the Bible says, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. Amen. And if Jesus said, I am, I am, I am, and because I am, you are. And if you are, you are, you are, you have, you have, you have. And if you have, you have, you have, you know, you know, you know. And that's the four points. But we're going to talk about those things. Okay, I'm going to get you from I will to I am to I are and I have and I know. Because when you know, you know. Amen. That's another sermon. Don't start pulling on that one. The Holy Ghost says he wants you to keep your anchor in. We got to get you stable first. <laughs> get you a little stable. Get you, get you so you listen. Hallelujah. You got to remember where you're seated. The Bible says that we've been raised up together with Christ. That's not just a saying. That's where we're at. And we always operate from a position of authority, a position of power, of looking down over everything. Second Corinthians chapter four, uh, or second, not second, Ephesians chapter two, verse four, okay? Out of the New Living Translation says this, but God is so rich in mercy. He loved us so much. Man, don't you just know God loves you so much? Mm. That even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us up from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in a heavenly realm because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point us to all or point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Amen. We know that temptations, tests and trials come. But what did James say? When you fall into diverse temptation, tests and trials, what did he say? Count it all joy. Let joy lead before your mind. Knowing this, that the trying of your patience or trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be entire, wanting nothing. Amen? Hallelujah. Getting a hold of the truth of the word of God changes, changes everything. Hallelujah. But we've got to grab a hold of that. Amen? We've got to grab no, because that's where I think people mess up. They don't know what it means to be born again. They don't know how great their salvation is. Amen? So it says, well, what big deal is it? We're seated. We've been raised up with Christ. I know that we're saved. We're going to, one day we're going to be in heaven. See, you, you've forgotten about what God's done with you right now. Why being born again? Why wouldn't you just get born again and then God just take you to heaven? Say, okay, that's one less problem we're going to have in the earth because he's going to backslide. So let's just take him out of here. Because he's not going to, you know, why? No, God wants to show the, the devil and the world how great he is through you. But God gave you eternal life so that you could live down here, understanding your spiritual rights and privileges in Christ so that you could declare to the devil and, and, and everybody else how awesome God is living in a human being, living in here like Christ did, how he had authority, but knowing where we're at. Knowing that we're there. And here's the thing. When you have all kinds of problems, it looks like this earth is terrible. Just check out. 
just stop for a second and say, okay, I need to go back up and be, go where I'm seated. I'm going to go sit up on the lap of, of Jesus and the Father here, and I'm going to go up here and know, you know what? I'm up here where authority is. I'm, I'm going to look down and see all the mess down there. I'm going to look up and look, say, yeah, it's all messy. And say, yeah, but God says, I, you can do all things through Christ. Hallelujah. Strengthens you. Glory to God. I've made unto you wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. I'm going to show you things to come. I've ordered your stuff. And you know that all that mess in there, remember what it said, that all things work together together for the good to those that love God and who are called according to his purpose. You love me and you go because you, yeah, you couldn't get here if you didn't do that. He said, yeah, so God's going to work this thing out. Say, how? I don't know how. That's not my breath. That's not my problem. My problem is to believe that he will. <laughs> See, that's where you go back to anchor number one, his faith in God. Anchor number two is you know where you're seated and you know that you can go into the heavenly throne room of throne. What is, he, you know, Hebrews 4.16 says, let us therefore come boldly into the throne room of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So it's a holding us steady. It holds us in what God is doing here. Amen? It holds us steady in this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The third one is, the third anchor that you need. And I'll give you a four so you'll be anchored on all sides, okay? But the third anchor of this is patience and joy. Count it all joy, my brothers and my sisters, when you fall into diverse temptation, tests, and trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Nobody likes patience. Nobody likes things like that. Nobody ever wants things now. But if you'll understand patience and joy, and the reason I say patience and joy is because nobody ever has joy and patience. You'll get that on the way home. And, uh, but you have to have patience for joy. And uh, uh, <laughs> someone says, how do I do that? Well, how do I have patience and joy? Well, the number one way to have patience and joy is to have thankfulness. You've got to be thankful. You know, you, you've got to be thankful. You've got to always be worship, praise, but you just got to be thankful no matter what goes on. Remember, Paul t- said this. He said, in everything, give thanks. Now, you're not giving thanks for everything, but in everything, you can give thanks. Amen? Hallelujah. We're allowing God in the midst of it. I can give thanks because of God's plan, God's purpose. No matter what I'm dealing with, no matter what's going on, thank God in everything, I can do this. There's a scripture in, in Luke, in Luke chapter 21. It says this, in the King James, it says this, in your patience, possess ye your soul. What, a, what, a, what an incredible scripture. In your, in your patience, possess your soul, which means that y- your soul is your mind, your will, and emotion, and that's what gets all crazy because you're trying to figure everything else. How are we going to do this? How are we going to pay this? How are we going to get this? How are we going to do this? And you got to go, ah. But the Bible says, in your patience, possess ye your soul, which simply means, hallelujah, I- I'm going to count it all joy. I- I'm going to walk back, glory to God. Hallelujah. I thank God for that because, you know, one of the things about it, how many of you know you think that when we do all this stuff and we're doing things, we're working, we think, oh my gosh, how come I have to always walk in love? How come I always have to be the nice guy and all these things there? Amen? And when you do that, we realize that uh, God said, listen, when you understand that, when you're doing it and your labor's not in vain and everything you do, because the Bible says you're like those who through faith and patience inherit the promises, you're going to inherit the promises. It may not come this Saturday, but glory to God, it's coming. Amen. It's coming. It's what God has for it. Thank God that we continue to do this. Amen. Now, listen, it's not easy 
It's not easy when everything's falling apart. It's not easy, you know, when the storms are raging. But if you've got the anchor out there and you've got the anchor of your faith and you've got the anchor of your position, hallelujah, and then you've got patience and you've got joy because you've got thankfulness, you're going to hold steady. You're going to hold steady in some of these things here. You know, I mean, nobody likes what James said, you know, you know, count it all joy. But you got to count it. It isn't joyful. It isn't fun. But you just know, glory to God, the devil's trying to get my faith. Hallelujah, he's trying to get the word of God out of me. So I got him on the run. I got him on the run. He's nervous. <laughs> he's, he's having a hard time. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're like what 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9 says. It says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We got the Holy Spirit living. You got this treasure living on the inside of us. And then he goes on to say this. He said, there's all kinds of things coming against us that we've got all this stuff, but we're not in despair. We're not destroyed. We're not this. Amen. We, t- we take hold of it. Here's what it said. But we also know that the excellency of the power is going to be of God. Hallelujah. In fact, let me just read it to you. He said this, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet crushed, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We might be struck down, but we are not destroyed. One of my favorite uh, translation of this is I might be knocked down, but I'm not knocked out and I'm getting up. (sighs) Amen. Now, let's give the fourth one, and we'll close on the fourth one here. And this one's the one that we all want. You know, when you have this and you truly have it, it changes the course of your life. You're not, you're not frustrated anymore. And this is something that you know, all of us, we have to do because the enemy always tries to get us and get these things here. But the fourth anchor is this, and I'm, I'm going to say this type. It is this. It is the peace that passes all understanding. It's the peace that passes all understanding. Amen. Go to Philippians chapter 4, if you would, with me. Now, you have to understand, the Holy Spirit wanted you guys to hear this this morning, so you got to hear it. And it's probably just helping one person. They just had a lot bigger draw than you did, so sorry, you didn't pull hard enough. Okay? Amen. And uh, <laughs> no, it, it, you know, I just said, okay, Lord, we'll do it, you know. And some says, well, how come you had those notes there? Well, I had these notes here because I, I was debating on what we were going to do about two weeks ago about these, and I forgot to take them out of my Bible. <laughs> and while I'm sitting there, he says, I want you to do this. I said, I, I don't have those notes. He said, yeah, they're out there in your Bible. <laughs> See, because I got another one right here. Got these notes. Then I got all these that was going to happen. And I thought, and usually I, I, that's the first thing I do is take my notes out. I don't like when I'm reading my Bible for things to fall out. But I'm really glad. He, I'm enjoying this. I'm getting blessed. And I think, I, think, I think basically I'm preaching to myself a lot more than, than anybody else. I think that's why I say, you need this. I say, yes, yes, sir. I need it. I do need it. I need it. I need it. Amen. Here in Philippians chapter 4, verse, verse 6 says this. In the King James, it says, be careful for nothing. In the New King James, it says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then the peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad that you can declare and say, God, I want you to guard my mind. 
I want you to guard this with the peace that you have here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know why you can have this peace? Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 15? He said, guess what? He told his disciples, guess what? I'm going to leave you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives, but I give you my peace. Jesus gave us my, if he gave it to the disciples, he gave it to you and I. I mean, if we've got Jesus's peace, do you ever see a place where Jesus was nervous and anxious and worried? Amen? He wasn't. He never was. But here's the key. Remember I said this? It's the peace that passes understanding. Most people are looking for peace in their understanding instead of peace that passes understanding. Let me just share that with you. Because your mind will give you fits. Amen. It'll just fight you on every side. It'll try and tell you, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. You should be able to figure it out, figure it out. What God's going to do, figure it out. Get, Get ahead of the game, figure this out. And faith says, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. I'm not going to figure it out. Because you remember, you know, the only time, and I share this story all the time because it just really hit me big time many, 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 many years ago, is when Moses said, God, they want meat. And God says, okay, I'll give them meat. And then Moses screams at God and says, how? And God looks at Moses like, are you seriously asking me this question? Seriously. Because then Moses starts telling them about how many people he has. Like God doesn't know. Like God didn't open the Red Sea, that God didn't, to him, God hasn't been feeding them for the past so, however many years, so many things. And, uh, you know, and, and the Bible says God gets mad. King James is very sweet. It says God is wrath. <laughs> but God gets like, how? How? God, how? He's, you know, God's like, he begins, listen, here it is. He goes, watch, I'm going to give you so much meat, it's going to come out your nose. <laughs> and he does. He tells them you can only gather for the day if you try to, see, because they tried to hoard up. That's what we do. We try to store up and it messes us up because today's sufficient. That's why, we, you know, it, it just got rotten. It got all kind of bad things. You know, we see this, you know, and, and we, we see God's hand upon it. We see his thing upon here. But what happens is, is that we need that peace that passes understanding where you go, I may not know how and I may not know when, but God's going to do it again. Hallelujah, he is. And here's the last scripture here, Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Now may the God of, of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing and that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice he said, which hope we have is an anchor of our soul, that God cannot lie and God's word cannot fail. Amen. Amen. What God said and what God can't do. Amen. We see his hand. See, these four anchors are very simple. They're, we all know though, I, but if you'll begin to grab and say, no, I've got peace that passes understand. Doesn't matter. I may not know how. God's going to see me through this storm, but he's going to see me through. Yes, and you got to trust him. Amen? So no matter what you're going, no matter what we're going through, the, we, I know we're heading into the summer. There's all kinds of things happening. I mean, I'm, I'm so thankful for, the, for the, the weather. Of course, you can thank me for the weather. I've been believing God this two weeks. So, Lord, I'm praying. We've got to be cool. It's got to be cool. It's got to be cool. I don't care. It's nice. I ain't got no AC here. We want people to come. He said, folks, here's what we're doing. 
Amen. I'm believing. I'm believing for it. You know, hallelujah. And it's been amazing. It's been amazing. I mean, I don't think I, in, in a, I can't remember too many Junes that have been in the 80s and 70s, okay? <laughs> so, we're, and so, so, oh, don't, don't curse it. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Next week's going to get hot because we're going to have AC, but uh, hallelujah. <laughs> but uh, y'all can just believe what you want to. I don't care. We're going to have AC and we're good, you know. But, uh, but you know, I just, I just asked him. I said, Lord, you got to help us. Here's what we're doing. This is what his hand is. But you just take this. First of all, your faith in God. Just trust him. Listen, God hasn't brought us this far to let us go. And and we're here. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we see that. And then remember where you're seated. Remember who you are. Remember you're a part of the family of God. Remember that you're a child of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then patience and joy. I know we hate that word patience, but you can have patience and joy. You really can. But the only way to do that is be thankful for what you have, thankful for what God's doing, thankful for what he is doing. Amen. And then also let the peace that passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds, especially your minds. Amen. So you just take a deep breath and go, oh man, I'm so glad I got the peace of God that passes all understanding. I may not know how, I may not know when, but God's going to do it again. And he's going to hold me steady in the storm. No matter what, everything's going on, I'm not going to be tossed to and fro. God's going to hold me steady. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you today. Lord, I just thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for his amazing grace, Father. Hallelujah. That has just given unto us for each and every one. Thank you, Father. I pray for what you've told me to minister on and you shared by the Spirit of God. So I pray for peace that passes all understanding, that guards the hearts and minds of everybody. No matter what's going on, no matter what chaos, no matter how bad it is, your peace is going to sustain them. Father, thank you for the anchor of patience and joy. They're a dynamic duo. Hallelujah. And Father, that in our patience, we possess our soul. So we allow, tell our soul, be quiet, calm down. Everything's going to be fine because God's coming. God's word is working. The angels are working. God, you're doing all things. Thank you. And Father, thank you for where we're seated thank you where we're seated that we're citizens of heaven we're part of the family of God we're the body of Christ thank you thank you we're seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father oh from a position of authority and Father we trust you we have faith towards you we have faith in you hallelujah thank you Father that you've given us your word so that we can have your faith to make manifest in this world But Father, thank you that we just trust you. We trust you, hallelujah, in all that you do. We believe that you have us in the palm of your hand. And we are not going to run out of it. And you will never let us go. You will never, never, never let us go. And Father, like your word says, you will never, never let us go. You will not forsake us, hallelujah. No, not ever. So that we can boldly say, the Lord is our helper. We will not fear what man can do unto us. Doesn't matter what the enemy's saying. He's probably declaring, I will, I will, I will. (laughs) But Jesus has already declared, you are, you are, you are. Why? Because Jesus said, I am, I am, I am. 
Hallelujah. He is everything that we need. And now, Lord, with our heads bowed, our eyes closed, if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus, the reason we have all these promises is because we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Savior. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so if you're here this morning and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, that's what it's all about. It's about believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, and accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You can't just know about him. You can't know of him. You've got to know him. Amen. You've got to know him. You've got to believe in him. You've got to accept him. You can't try him. You've got to trust him. You have to have faith in him to believe. And something happens when you actually believe and when you actually say something, when you actually receive him, you get changed. You get born again. You get changed from darkness, hallelujah, to life. Amen. So if you're here and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Just raise your hand. Or if you're watching, because God loves you. He wants you to be born again. He wants you to know, have a no-so salvation. He wants you to know the truth. He loves you. He cares for you. Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, glory to God. Lift up your heads. Lift up your eyes. I believe all of you are born again. All of you love Jesus. So that's why this message was for you. Because if you don't know Jesus, you're not going to have You can try these anchors if you want to. They're not going to work. Because the enemy will defeat you on all sides. You won't have faith to take hold of him and trust in it. Hallelujah. Because what are you going to have faith in? Your faith has to be in God. And to know that you belong to him. Amen? Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. God is so good. He's so good. Now, before I have the prayer team come up, because I forgot to let um, Brother Jim ask me if he could share for a few, just two minutes there about what's coming up here, their uh, barbecue thing. So I'm going to have him, can grab that microphone right over there, and then he can have the prayer team come. He's a part of the prayer team. He's a blessing. And uh, we praise God for that. So I'm going to... I'm actually going to, I always usually beat most of you out there, but I'm going to actually beat the ones that fly fast this time because I'm going to walk in. And Jim, you can dismiss them there. Did you get it turned on? Come here, I'll show you. It's childproof. (laughs) Come on. I love you. I can see it. I love all of you. I'm going to be out there shaking. Love all of you. God bless. Well, good morning. It's almost 4th of July, Independence Day, how fast it has come. And many of you are probably going to be uh, celebrating that day. Thank you, Patricia. And you're probably going to try to find a park that's uh, got room for you, or you're going to have your backyards, but I have a better idea. Actually, it's going to be the week before because uh, 4th of July falls on a Tuesday. So Saturday, the 24th, come up in two weeks from yesterday, we're putting together a truth celebration. How, do you know, how many of you know that the truth is kind of in ra- it wraps around all these anchors that, that Pastor just taught us about? And we're, we're seeing our truth being diluted. And uh, it's time that we all learn to stand up for truth. And somebody asked me, is this political? Well, I don't think so. I think it's patriotic. And I think all of us need to become more patriotic and speak the truth and not be afraid to say the truth. So what we're doing is we're celebrating the birth of our great nation and uh, the uh, Christian roots that underpin our great nation, and we're going to have two great speakers at that event. One is Randy Thomason. Most of you probably know him. You hear him on KY, 
KYCC all the time, and we have him on the CAT website. Very good source of information, and a very good Christian man. Also, we're going to have Michael Emhoff. He's a retired Navy SEAL. He's been around the world, and he's got a passion for Jesus. And what he's going to do is he's going to share his love for God and country and his passion to reclaim America's roots. That's going to be a dynamic speaker. He's also going to be here on Sunday, the following, right on the 25th. So uh, we get a chance to hear him twice. Um, Randy Thomason's speech is going to be titled, Be a Truth Teller. Because we've got to be truth tellers in this society. So if you're interested, I'll be at the back. We do have tickets. They're $35 a person, $60 per couple, $80 for a family. And we're going to have uh, barbecue, games, raffle, music, and these two great speakers. So I'm inviting you to come, and uh, hopefully some of you will. And see me afterwards. Thank you. You're dismissed. <laughs>